Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. We are thrilled that you are with us. My name is Zach. I'm here with my amazing wife, Rachel. You, you, used I, your, you see your, how I did that? I see that. You see yeah. how I elevated you? I do. I'll do that. Okay, there time. you go. All right. So uh, <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, you have to listen to the last podcast. But uh, we absolutely 100% believe that you have a purpose. We know. We don't believe it. We know you have a purpose. And your purpose is to win the world. And we are thrilled that you're taking time uh, as we just pour into that purpose, as we pursue it together, as we discover it together. And so right now... We're in a season of talking about rhythms, but before that, I really do believe this is going to be really encouraging to you, but also the Holy Spirit is going to bring to mind somebody else in your life that this can impact. I just want to encourage you to share it. If you're not already subscribed, please subscribe uh, so that you don't miss this. We do this every week uh, just because we pray about and we are passionate about your purpose to win your world. And so uh, this is a two-parter. And so, babe, you want to just uh, recap uh, recap a little bit what we're talking about and back in rhythm? Yeah. So last week we talked about th- the first three Ps, um, which were a priority, pace, and pause. And I want to remind us that a couple of weeks ago, we had um, Toby Slough on with us. Mm. And if you haven't listened to those yeah. before, stop what you're doing right now and go back. I think it's like three or four episodes and go Come back listen. to us though. Don't, don't yeah. forget about us. But listen to the, to the conversation that we have with Toby. It is so helpful and really helpful to something like we're talking about as rhythms because some of the issues that we're experiencing are a symptom of something else. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that we're walking in health and wholeness, um, physically, spiritually, relationally, and mentally. So we just want to remind you as you roll into the chaos of fall. Yeah. That there's more That's and that right. God loves you and he sees you no matter where you are and what you're wrestling with. But today we're going to talk about the last two P's. So our first P's. Hold on, wait, before you do that. Oh, let man. me remind us. I was so good. I was ready for the rest of the you, you, You'll be ready. Will you be proactive or reactive when it comes to these things? Uh, again, why, and why do I bring that back up? You are not a victim. Uh, you like things are not out of your control there are things in your life that you have control over. And these P's, we believe you have control over. And so I just really want to encourage you. This is a time where you are, this is a place where you have to be proactive and not reactive. And so there, there's a, a saying you've probably heard, but um, if, you, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. If you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. And so as we talk about these last two P's, um, and if you didn't hear the first three, make sure you go and check those out. But I want to encourage you, please plan for these things. Plan. And if you're not planning, then then you're then you're honestly, you really are, you're planning to fail. Th- you, great things do not happen by accident. You don't lose weight by accident. You don't, you don't uh save money by accident. Like great things, uh, they don't happen on accident. So please, please. Uh, just you have a purpose and your purpose is worth working for. It's worth sacrificing for. It's worth planning for. So as we talk about the rhythms uh, that this season is going to bring and the ownership that you're going to take, I want to beg you, be proactive and not reactive. Okay. Sorry. Back to the piece. Okay. So our first three P's were again, priority, which is what is taking the lead in your life, which we Mm -hmm. said, Hey, God is supposed to be leading our life. Is he leading our life? Is he setting our priorities? The second thing we talked about was pace. So what's the speed of your life? Are you, are you living out those priorities in a, in a 
pattern um, quickly, too quickly, too slowly. So looking at our schedule and saying, hey, what, what do we need to lay down? What do we need to pick up? And then pause. We talked about taking a beat or taking a rest, the mm-hmm. Sabbath. And today we're going to talk about the last two Ps, which are practice and people. So when we talk about practice, we're basically, if you think about musicians in any type of performance, that you see, whether it be on TV, alive, or um, anything you see at church, most of the time, people have taken time away to practice. Symphonies take practice. You never go and watch an orchestra play for hours and they just all just showed up one day and it fit together. And this is a really hard thing for us to take from theory to reality. And I have a lot of opinions about why, but personally, one of the things that makes this really hard for me is I lack sometimes grit. So (laughs) I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything to add. You, you feel free to share all you want to share. I've got a lot like spiritually, but if it comes to something physical, so there's like, literally I'm trying to grow in the fitness area of my life. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Zach and I had talked about is I've never had to have any, I've never had any physical resistance ever because I never participated in anything athletic. Well, like if ever. we just, let's just go ahead and have a marital fight on here. Ooh. Um, so she doesn't really Intense care. Fellowship. She doesn't really care a whole lot about physical um, grit. I'm just guilting her into it. But in the past, we have talked about um, cause Rachel is very smart. Um, oh and, yeah, uh, this is true too. So we talked for a lot of you, people used to, whenever we first got married, um, I was, I would try to help Rachel, um, get things done. So like we would, we would just be talking about stuff, whatever. And I started by saying that, um, I never I, worked hard. I, yeah, that you, you, you didn't work hard, which was not true. And I just wasn't saying it. I wasn't saying it right. You were not articulating what you really meant, but. Rachel people say things they don't mean all the time but Rachel is so she is so smart uh especially academically that she didn't have she she could pull stuff out of of uh her rear end um you know a couple hours before the project was due and so there wasn't this there wasn't this need for um this this base to be built of hey I, I have to work hard at this um but I worked hard, but we we have learned that talent tends to get bored. And so when you're good at something, you really don't have to press in beyond where you're talented. And then you kind of are like, well, I did that. And when it starts to get to a place beyond your talent where it requires additional effort and energy, um, you can just, you know. Do something new. And it's not your best. That you're also good at. But the, 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 the biggest thing is it's not your best. It's not your best. Like biblically, you know, we are, we are to, everything we put our hands to is supposed to get our absolute best. So either way, that, that, that got off track a little bit. I but apologize. Practice. You should practice. But, and, and what really what I, I wanted when we talk about theory and reality, practice is what takes our priority of the eternal from theory to reality. Practice, practice. And so, I, this one is this one is so big for me. And uh, what something that's really stuck with me, um, John Maxwell tells a story about whenever he was John Maxwell, who is who's written more leadership content than anybody else who's ever lived. Like he is, 
you you could call him the presiding leadership expert in uh, like that's ever lived, but he is an unbelievable communicator. And whenever he was younger, he uh, he realized he was good enough just to kind of just to kind of get by. Uh, he was at a small church. He was good enough to get by, and he had to decide: Am I going to work and be great, or am I going to just am I just going to rest on on my talent or whatever that might be? But what what I and sorry, we keep getting off on that. That practice when it comes to our rhythms it is taking time to practice around the priority of the eternal what matters most. And so another example, I read this book recently. It's called T4T. It's about church planting movements, which is what we pray that Faith Promise uh, grows into. We want to plant churches. We want to have exponential impact. But one of the things that's essential for uh, a something to turn into a movement is to help people practice. And so like there was a part of the book where it outlined all these things about a good, like, essentially a small group. A lot of us have been a part of small groups before, and it outlined these these seven parts. And then it asked, hey, if you ran out of time, what would you cut out? And one of the things that that most people cut out, actually it's not even in most groups, is practicing teaching that content to somebody else. And so like if you're talking about baptism, like there'd be a part of the group where you practiced teaching that to somebody else. Because we've all been in that spot where we've been in a meeting or we've, we've been in a, a message or, or whatever, and we want to tell somebody else about it, but we're not really equipped to do that. And so, go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say, so when we look at what we talked about last week, practicing comes after, hey, I've set the priority as God in my life and I've set the pace and I've set aside the Sabbath. And so I have to practice operating in that pace. I have to practice operating with a Sabbath. And that's going to mean it's going to require. So when I struggle, I have to practice physical things quite a bit more um, because I just lack some grit in that area. It's going to require grit. So when a symphony comes together and the first time they run through a piece of music, it is not perfect. There's lots of mistakes. People are feeling each other out. Hey, who's going to, oh, well, the conductor will take time and say, no, I don't want it like that. We're going to do this instead. There's space to fail. There's space to try again. So when you are looking at the life that God's given you to steward, taking time to give yourself space to say, okay, I can practice making room for what matters most in my life. And so, hey, I found myself, so just like we practice taking, it's just a season to the altar. Hey, we found ourselves saying this. We're going to practice going back and making sure our pace is healthy. We're going to practice going back and making sure what we've chosen to participate in is, is what God's asked us to. So whether that's in your morning drive, or specifically walking with Jesus all the time, practicing walking with him. And Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9 talks about walking with Jesus all the time. And it says in verse 7 that you're going to talk about the things of God, impress them on your children, talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up, time on your clothes, like this thing that you're practicing, Jesus being the most important thing, that the gospel is the most important thing. We have to practice it living that way. So give yourself some grace as you adjust to add this into your rhythm. Yeah. So again, that that passage that Rachel read is called the Shema, which is like, it's the most important, the first. 
uh, in that first part, you know, which you you have heard if if you've been around Christians or church for a little bit. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, uh, with all your with all your strength. And so, what I think is big for us to hear and know and understand is that we would all like to say that we love the Lord God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. But part of what that looks like is to walk those things out with our kids, with our friends, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And so this this is also massive for us to pass along our faith to someone else. So if you're a parent, passing your faith along to your kids. If you are a, a student or if you have somebody in your life that doesn't know Jesus and you want to pass your faith along to them, you have to practice it in front of them. And if, if you're discipling a believer and you're helping them know what is next and who is next, you have to help them practice. And so, and again, it, it does take time. It takes intentionality. It takes intentionality every night to have Bible time with the kids, to speak their words over them, to pray over them, to ask them questions around it, to, to tell them what I'm thinking about in the Word. But also it takes practice, uh, like we talked about in our last podcast, like the Eternal Impact Journal. Mm-hmm. Um, like to, to, have, to have those things, it, is, it, it takes so much intentionality. And you may wonder, why is it so hard to practice these things? Why is it so hard to take time and to do them? Again, we have to remember Ephesians 6, we have an enemy. Our, our, our uh, opposition is not flesh and blood, but it is the principalities and darkness in, in heavenly places. The enemy does not want us to practice. Mm-hmm. And so something that I really want to encourage you in, Acts 1.8 says that we've been given power uh, through the Holy Spirit. We've been given power. And the, and God just really been challenging me because I've been praying. I've been just pressing in crazy right now for transformation and for power. And the Lord just told me, stop, stop praying for power and live like you have it. And so instead of praying for power, start stepping opportunities. So walking up to somebody and say, hey, I just feel like I'm supposed to pray for you today. Is there anything I can pray for you about? Or walking to people and saying, hey, when you hear the name of Jesus, what do you think about to start a a a um, evangelistic conversation? But instead of like just sitting there, I I really do believe, and I, myself included, we're gonna get to heaven and ask Jesus why we didn't have these things, and we will have had them, and we we didn't walk in them. So just a, a good example, um, you know, Rach and I, we've gone on a lot of mission trips and, and stuff like that, and every time I go, I just I, I always pray, Lord, give me the gift of tongues, you know, where I could where I could speak. And they would understand me, you know, and where wherever they're speaking, you know, and uh, and whenever I talked about it on the last podcast, but whenever we witnessed those people on the um, on the trail, you know, they were speaking Persian, and uh, and me and Rachel were talking, and I, I was committed that if they said they didn't know English, I was still going to ask the question, "What do you think about whenever you hear the name Jesus?" and pray the Holy Spirit would interpret it. Um, but I was just, I was, I was surprised by the thought or impacted by the thought that I've prayed for the gift of tongue so many times, but I've never actually needed it. And by never needed it, I mean, I never opened my mouth and gave the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. an opportunity to do that, but that would have been practicing. And so I think a lot of us want to see the supernatural, but we're not practicing. And so uh, when it comes to your life, I, I just, I just want to ask you. Are you being proactive around practicing the things of God? Are you being proactive around practicing the obedience he's called you to, but also practicing with people in your life 
uh, the people you're discipling, developing, the people you're witnessing to, your kids. Uh, I, I, this takes it from theory to reality. This takes it from addition to multiplication. This is the big one where it goes from information to transformation. So I just can't stress enough how important the practice part is in getting our rhythms going. It also is what helps us build habits, but I could talk about it forever. I just think practice is so important. It is. And so uh, we've talked about our priority. We've talked about our pace. We've talked about our pause. We've talked about practice. And the final thing we want to, as we think about our rhythm being life-giving and winning our world, is the people that we do life with. And so when you think about listening to a song, and I referenced this last time when somebody else is singing along, it's called a harmony and they're singing different notes, but they fit together. It sounds so good. And there are people that you've chosen to do life with. And the question would be, do these people support the assignment that God has given you to win your world? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And I, I, we've all heard the phrase, but it's it's so massive. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. Mm-hmm. And so, and I really do. I think this is big. My my dad. I heard my dad preaching. Obviously, my whole life growing up, and he's so right. Like people, they'll go to they'll go to their broke friends for financial advice, or they'll go to people who've had three or four divorces for relationship advice. And like again, that that's just kind of our natural human nature to go in like the flow of things, like. There is a worldly rhythm, and then there is a kingdom rhythm. There's a like a worldly culture and a kingdom culture, and you have to choose which one you're going to flow in. But what impacts it most are are the people. And you know, John 17 is very interesting because Jesus talks about unity. He wants us to be united, obviously, with believers, but he also says um, they, they are going to be in the world, but not of the world. So it's an interesting dichotomy where we're supposed to be around people who don't know Jesus so we can share the gospel with them, but we are all, we're also supposed to be shaped and impacted and inspired and molded by believers, um, which, again, like Rachel or, or J.L., you know, why don't you talk about JL's... Uh, oh, yeah, her word this year yeah. is goodness. And so her verse is 1 Corinthians 15, 33, bad company corrupts good morals. And throughout the school year, we were able to go back. There were some things that her friends participated in or things that other people did. And she chose to be set apart. And we were able to go back and say, hey, this is how God's asked us. Hey, we're not going to... We love that person and we're going to see them, but we're not going to let what they think and feel and their worldview decide ours. And so this is why it's so important that we're in the word, that we know God's word, that we know his voice, that we're in his presence, because if we're not careful, the people around us will begin to dictate our worldview. And so that's why, again, you can be in the world. It is possible. You know, Jesus was totally holy and surrounded by sinners all the time. That's right. So we can, we don't have to be afraid to sit next to somebody who believes differently than us to have a conversation and just learn about them. You know, I oftentimes the best thing to do is when you're, is build a relationship with somebody is not just launch in and, you know, if you're never going to see them again, then absolutely. But if we're going to see each other, so maybe not to launch in and say, hey, what do you think about Jesus? But asking them about their life and listening to them and learning what they think and believe and hearing why and, you know, seeing the hurts and learning their needs and being able to meet those and introduce them to Jesus as a result 
but we also have to have people around us who can hold us accountable to the assignment that God's given us. And so they can, they, these are the people who have your growth plan. These are people who are doing Bible studies with you. These are people who love your kids and are challenging you in the way you raise your kids. And we have people in our life. We were really intentional. Was that on last year's growth plan? Maybe it was this year's. I think it was last year's. And we said, hey, we need friends that are going to challenge us that are, but are also going to encourage us in mm-hmm. the season. And so we worked really like worked really hard, but like we're really intentional to spend time with people who lifted us up, who encouraged us and who also challenged us in the way we thought we don't always agree on things. So like Katie and Clay are, are some of those friends and we travel with them and we have dinner with them and their kids will be around our kids. And we, we are allow those people to spur us on to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Yeah, and I, I want to encourage you to uh, be the person you're looking for is looking for. That's a old Andy Andy Stanley quote around dating. You know, be the person you're looking for is looking for. And so I would say the amount of people that we're, like, that we're describing, people who are kingdom-focused, people who want to spur you on to do more, like those things, it's rare. Like if I ask, hey, when's the last time I asked you about your quiet time? When's the last time I say, hey, how's your time of the Lord going? Mm-hmm. Give me a revelation mm-hmm. you've gotten. Hey, what is next? And you walk with God. Who is next for you to impact for eternity? It, it's rare. You know, but Proverbs 13, 20 says, whoever walks with the wise become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. And so what I'll tell you is if you look around, there's nobody like that. You know, isolation can bring revelation. And if you will be that person for other people, I, I really do believe God is going to honor that. And so being the being somebody who impacts other people for eternity, asking about the quiet time, hey, what is next you walk with God? Who is next for you to impact for eternity? But people, I'm that people part are it's so essential to our rhythm. But can I just something else I want to challenge us with in this time? I think a lot of us, uh, because of how our schedules are and and the content we want to take in, all this kind of stuff, a lot of us get pretty isolated. And we don't we don't have people that are around at all. And so it's and but what I would tell you is whatever content you're taking in on Netflix, on TV, on the news, on social media, on TikTok, like those are the people in your life. And so if you're like, well, I'm just busy, so I'm not hanging around with a lot of people at all. But if you are ingesting a lot of that content, those are the people. And mm-hmm. so you may not be sitting on the couch with them, but if you're just constantly listening to them, um, then those are the people who are impacting your life. And so, again, as you are processing being what you're going to be proactive around in this season, we want to beg you, be proactive on your priority, be proactive on your pace, be proactive around pausing, and then be proactive around practice, practicing the eternal things. Th- those are things like quiet time, memorizing scripture, praying, doing these things with other people in a group with other adults or other students or other whatever that might be. But then I just, I think, I believe it is, we believe, Rachel believes too, it's every Christian's responsibility to be teaching this to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so it, you shouldn't just be practicing it with, with yourself, with a group, but you should be helping somebody along in faith who needs this practice too. And again, I can't, I can't I just, in, just stress it enough. This is where it goes from theory to reality, from addition to multiplication, from information transformation. And the last thing, we got, if, if you want your rhythms to be right, 
You want your rhythm to uh, be synced in with your purpose to win the world. The people that you let in are massive. And so we we just we just believe in you. Uh, we believe this could this can be your absolute best season. Um, but your rhythm will dictate that. Mm-hmm. Your rhythm will dictate that. And you can't you can't outwork or out you can't outwork or outpray a lack of obedience. And so, by virtue that you spent this time with us, I I really believe the Lord is telling you process, reflect on, audit your rhythm, mm-hmm. audit your priorities. Your pace, your uh, your uh, pause. P- yeah, your pause, all, all the things, and so God just has such a massive plan for you, uh, and so we actually intentionally want to make this one a little bit shorter, and just ask you to take ten minutes and just and and give an audit of those things, mm-hmm. take an audit of those, and just ask the Lord, Lord, is this where you want it to be, and if not, what's one step you can take to make that rhythm more like what you believe, what the Holy Spirit is leading that God once it like. Before we wrap up, anything you want to add, babe? Nope, that's it. Well, we love you, uh, and we believe so much in your purpose. And so, and you are called to win the world What by by two simple steps. What is next you walk with God, and who is next you to impact for eternity? Can I just encourage you? My life's been super exhilarating lately by stepping out and sharing my faith. And so I just can't encourage you enough. Step out, share your faith. You won't have all the answers, but Proverbs says, he who win souls is wise not who he who is wise win souls and so i love you i believe in you and uh, go out and win the world this week we'll see you next week